disrespectfully, fuck all y'all. The fact I am going to state here on this good day is that every person in this room right now has two faces, if not fucking more. And if you can't own up to it, that's your own demons to fight, baby. We had a sister walk out crying and not a single one of you bitches flinched, didn't move, didn't even think about getting up to check on her. Didn't try to stop her at all. And then when you found out she quit, couldn't have gave a fuck less. It's clear where oh, your minds are at. I give a fuck. How do you see us not caring? That's exactly. fucking bullshit. You're not gonna sit here and paint Melissa out to be this person that just flew off the handle and held all this shit in. Cause it's not that we're saying you weren't there for us at all. It's where you were when we needed you. I did nothing yet last episode, but talked about how I wanted to see you in the top three, how I think you're fucking incredible, how I told you in the cauldron to your face that I think it's cool that you do your shit last minute. I think that you're capable of that because I could never do that. If and it's okay. One more person uses the term last minute to refer to me and my motherfucking drag on this day, you will suffer the wrath of my motherfucking curse. You act like I choose to do things last minute. Like if I stayed at home and lived with my mom, I would have plenty of time to work on my fucking drag too. But unfortunately, a bitch got rent and bills to pay. It's very interesting she did put your name as the name I brought up because when I said it, I said, these queens that want to do things last minute. I never said your name specifically. The fact that you even said that when you were guilty yourself, that was a comment that did not need to be made that came out of your mouth. And it's ironic of all episodes for it to happen that it happens on the episode where you got clocked for not having a personality again. All right, then don't talk to me anymore. I guess you we're not friends know. anymore. <laughs> it's like my parents got divorced again or something. Like, it feels hopeless. Mrs. Kane was very upset at the behavior at recess. Oh my god, like sixth period did not know what hit them. <laughs> she came in that room, first of all, looking like Curtis Sliwa from the Guardian Angels with that, that is hat. Correct. <laughs> and she it was like, I'm cleaning up this A train tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh God uh, yeah. bless her. God bless god Mrs. Bless Kane. Her. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, they don't it pay really her was. enough, though, you know, no. they just don't. <laughs> no, not in the least. Oh, my God. She is, uh, you know, she's a fixture around these parts, but boy, when she's not happy, the whole school feels it, you know? Oh, no, they know, they know. Yeah. I mean, she got, she went deep, and I, I could not stop snapping. I only heard it the second time, because she says it so quickly, but Eva responds. She says... Oh, man, when Astrid was like, oh, no, I love that you make it last minute. She did it again, right? It's uh -huh. like she knows what she must know what's coming to her. And she says, if one more person uses this term last minute to refer to me and my motherfucking drag on this day. And then she just eviscerates Astrid. She says, you act like I choose to do things last minute. Like if I stayed at home and lived with my mom. Or with my mom, I would uh -huh. have plenty of time to work on my drag too. I'm just like, oh, the the tea was just like sprayed all over her face. Yeah, like she like spilled it right into Astrid's mug and like didn't even watch while she was pouring it. You know, she just like <laughs> locked eyes with Astrid and was like, I'm not gonna miss a drop. Uh, this is, <laughs> and Hoso, I'm coming for your mug next. You know, oh, I mean, it sure. was. Yeah, I got a tea bag for you too, sweetheart. Uh, it was, I mean, it was very much. I, Mrs. Kane, it's official. Okay. There is, <laughs> yeah, there was the caning. There's a, there's a uh, Mrs. Mateo and there's a Mrs. Kane. And yeah. I think there's a, a Mrs. Amon. I think there's a Mrs. Amon as well. Oh, right? no, yes. Mrs. Amon, definitely, for sure. Yeah. These are the, the teachers of drag race, of drag at Dragula? large. Dragula? Yeah. <laughs> Of Dragula, the teachers, who's giving big teacher energy. Mm. And uh, this was great. This was really a, a phenomenal moment. And and I will say this, though. Eva, I think, was, unless they cut it out, was mostly spared from uh, Mrs. Kane. I feel like she was the one kid who was like, I know you were being good. I saw. No, I saw. But you certainly didn't stop anybody either, did you, Eva? You know? Yeah, Eva. Well, no. Yeah, she. We had a sister walk out crying. Uh -huh. And not one of you flinched. Even you, Eva. <laughs> Even you, Eva. Eva, I owe, you know, the kid she relies on to, you yeah. know, set an even example you, from Eva. the front row. Yeah, even you, you Eva. You've been you playing both sides of the fence this whole time, and then you didn't <laughs> yeah. even move. <laughs> you just stood there on the curb, and you let it happen. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god yeah this was uh this was welcomed welcomed trauma mostly because she was right well that's the thing is like everything she said was correct and i think the edit of the episode also had eva at some point saying like nobody here is innocent and and then later saying like everything coco was saying was like it was true like i think i liked that there was someone else in the group that was agreeing with Coco and it wasn't just Coco versus everybody else, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, the full, the full scope of it, I think just like put into perspective, it's almost like the fourth wall was broken down because it's like Coco's yelling at them for playing, playing their part on Dragula instead of being a drag queen on Dragula and being like, look, somebody was crying and you didn't, you guys didn't even move. You stayed in your little, your little I'm a contestant on Dragula role. Like, what the fuck? Like, like this contestant literally left because of you and you, you're taking no responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. There, there was, a, and, and this is probably more of like, you know, we put ourselves in these situations like, well, what would I have done? You know, and it's like, there is a part of me that like when somebody has a meltdown like that feels like maybe just let oh. them have their space. space. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I, you know, especially if it's like, oh, they've walked off set. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I understand, but like, you're you are also all there to film this TV show, and so when somebody storms off to the utility hallway, it's like I feel like I'm not supposed to follow. The producer is gonna follow her. You know? Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't yeah, think but it's there's also that like TV moment. Like, oh, I should we should follow her. You know? There there is there is like you know Mimi and Pandora in the parking lot. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I get that, and I think it's just a hard. I, I, it's an, an, maybe an interesting thing to navigate of like, okay, when are we, you know, when are we not doing the show right now? When am I Eva and when am I quote unquote Eva, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's like that. I think that's a flaw of the new iterations of Drag Race and the new iterations of Dragula is that there is a distinction and there really shouldn't be. Right. Cause like, and, and I wonder if it goes back to like the, how you want to be perceived, the things you want to get feedback for on social media, the things you want mm. people to see. Whereas, you know, yeah, of of yesteryear, a project runway, as we were talking about yesterday, Ugh. they didn't care about nothing. That was Michael yeah. Kors on and off, you know? Yep. Yes. It was so good. It was just so yeah. entertaining. Oh, I miss those Ugh. days. It's just nostalgia, I guess. Um, yeah. Mostly because it's like, they're, it's entertaining still, you know, to just see... The comedy, it's almost to a, an absurdist level that these fashion designers are reading these amateur fashion designers on oh, the runway. <laughs> it, is, it is like the, the... Absurd! Yes, it is the quintessence of punching down. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. of course they're not... It, of course, come on! They made this in 10 hours, you idiot. Right, right. <laughs> they're on no sleep. They're sharing uh, an ap- apartment bedroom with four other people they've never met. Sharing one bathroom. One bathroom. Four adults. Five yeah. adults. Five adults. At the beginning of the competition, it's like seven of them to a toilet. It's just... <laughs> I don't know if my hems would be good either. <laughs> yeah, right. My hems would not be straight for sure. Uh, but but regardless of that tangent, I just I feel like with with this uh, this calling out of being two faced, she's right. It's like y'all are y'all are doing that. You're calling Melissa out for doing that, but y'all are doing that because that's that's what being on reality TV is right now, uh, and it's just kind of silly. Uh, yeah. And I wish that they I wish that we got contestants that aren't like that. Right. Right. I guess. Yeah, that is interesting. Right. Like they everybody is turning something on when the camera goes on, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and Melissa's just happened to be, you know, oh, you turn into a bitch, you know. Yep. Bitches, I'm back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, I don't know about you, but I am no stranger to ordering furniture off the internet that you must then assemble at home. Oh, Mary, I have a dresser story I don't even want to get into. My favorite part of the whole experience, besides the guttural screaming, is the instructions that often require cracking the Da Vinci Code to figure out how the drawers go in. Or what if, say, the bottom drawer goes in and just never comes out? And that's if you're lucky to get instructions at all. But luckily, we're not here to talk about the perils of ordering furniture off the internet. 
No, ma'am. But we are here to talk about getting stuck. We've all felt like that bottom drawer, whether you're changing jobs, starting a new family, or you're just not sure what you want to do next. While there may be no user manual to navigating life, therapy is about as close as you're going to get to understanding why you feel the way you do and how you can get unstuck. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. All right. Well, we are back. We had a little bit of technical difficulties uh, and we are going to continue our discussion. <laughs> yeah, we are going to continue. We are going to talk about this. Uh, we need to talk about this. So uh, anyway, let, let's I guess let's dive in. I mean, let, yeah, let's I guess we're kind of in. in it. I mean, we're I know. Scene. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I just need to check in on you because I know you are a child of divorce. I am a child of divorce. Yes, yes. Uh, but, you know, there wasn't I, – I wasn't of a child of divorce where they yelled at each other in front of us. So all of this was, like, delightfully honest. <laughs> oh, I got it. I, I seem to remember you talking about sitting at the top of the stairs while your parents yelled downstairs. Maybe I – maybe that happened i have a memory of like walking in the kitchen and they like had stopped fighting but i knew there was fight in the air and i was like oh oh there's a fight going on here fight in the air. yeah fight in the air yeah God. so well uh speaking of fight in the air uh <laughs> there is a lie detector mini challenge uh fright feet i believe they've done this before right this is a repeat they did fright this feet. in season two Yes. Mm, uh, right. And they were, I, I, I can't remember the context. I, maybe they were on location for something, but they were sitting on like, it, it was like they were at that production of Oklahoma where everyone was like sitting on benches, sitting on, you know. Yeah. Hay barn. Yeah. Yes. And, and yes. chili. Yeah. Did they shoot each other with paintball guns for I, the I, extermination, that challenge? I think that was the week that like Monica Shannon went out. So I think it was a few weeks later after that. Because that was early on. I think the paintball okay. guns was the the Wild West challenge with Abora and the black and white. Okay, but I feel like that was the lie detector. Uh, I feel, but that was like I'm the second totally episode, wrong. so I feel like they needed some more episodes to build oh, up things to okay. detect. You know, everything's morphing together. But yes, this was a repeat, fright feet, and the <laughs> the lie detector guy John. He just. He looked like the guy who just took a shit in the bathroom. Oh, my God. I know. I know. There's some people where it's just like, oh, you just I'm going to have to repaper that place. You know, like the, the wallpaper is falling off. I just the sink throw up. <laughs> <laughs> he was hired to do a, a job, but it just felt like he had no context of where he was or why he was saying the things he was saying. I could be totally wrong. He could be a hired actor, you know. I have to say I I love John. I thought the the like the way that he was reading lines that he didn't know the context mm. of off off of a, you know, a page was so funny. You know, like did you put titties on bitch? I mean, and there was just deadpan. For some reason when he when he asked, "Do you love hosts? Do you love Hoso?" <laughs> I just thought like the context of that. Do you love Hoso? Do you put did you put yeah. titties on bitch? Um, yeah, as it went on, I loved him. Yeah, uh, I did love the I I love the deadpan delivery. It reminded me of, ooh, Mary, help me out. So there is a, I believe it's on the internet only. It's not on cable TV. But there's this famous interviewer, this black girl that interviews people. She's hilarious and asks like really probing questions, but like deadpan. Is it Z? Yes, Z. Yeah, it's she has a show on Showtime. Oh, it's on Showtime. Yeah. So see, I don't have cable. So, wow. Okay, I fucking love her. First of all, uh, her interview with Amber Riley was amazing. 
did you I watch didn't that? see that one. I saw the one with Chet Hanks that everybody was kind of clamoring about because he was such an, a mess. And then Bob the Drag oh. Queen, she just had him on or her on or them on. Just had Bob the Drag Queen on. And that was the little clip I at least I saw was very funny. And Katya was on once. Uh, mm. Luanne DeLesseps showed up once uh, for oh, a, a segment and, you know, obviously made a fool of herself. The one with Amber Riley, she's like, she's like, so is your famous, uh, you know, you have a very famous co-star. Do you believe that she is racist? And she just keeps asking these oh, hilarious questions, like totally deadpan. Uh, it's so good. Anyway, uh, the, the deadpan energy reminded me of her. John was giving big Z-Way. Absolutely. <laughs> big Z-Way energy. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Brand's calling what do you me. what do you feel about Israel? Uh, he was delivering the shocks. He just hasn't been in this season. He really hasn't. I, the other guy and I, I saw his name in the credits, but then I, I forgot to write it down. But it's like it reminds me of that Disney show, Kyle XY. It's a name like that. But uh, it's something like that. But yeah, I feel like this is, you know, the band Ace of Base is, of course, it's, it's these two sisters and their brother and this other guy. And the two and, you know, the uh, the sisters were obviously, you know, very much the focus. And then as it went on, the one sister, the blonde, Lynn, kind of wanted to pull back from the from the spotlight. And so like more and more, mm. she'd be like not singing as many tracks on the cover album, the cover art for the album. Mm. She's like she's sherry pied in the background. And wow. I think that. Uh, I think that maybe Israel is having a, a Lynn from Ace of Base situation. Interesting. You think it is him consciously being like, yeah, I don't really want to, I don't want to do any more. Oh, I don't know. I actually, I have no idea what it is. I, I, I have no explanation. That just made me think of it, that, you know, piece of Ace of Base trivia that three and a half people listening might care about. I have no explanation mm. why, but it is interesting how the other guy, Kyle XY, gets close ups. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I don't really notice those. I really only notice Israel, but that's because he's familiar. Well, uh, I do think, you know, the, the lie detector test, I don't think is very much of a frightful feat, but I feel like it, you know, at least it exposed what we already knew that everyone in the room, including Astrid, knows that Astrid's not going to the finale. Mm. I feel like that was a huge theme this episode. Uh, and then it comes to a head at the end where it's just like Astrid only wants to go to the the tour. And sorry, Astrid, the Boulets just don't want to deal with you on tour. Uh, I mean, one acting challenge was enough. But also like, so yeah. here's my question, because this was obviously a big point made of like, there will only be a top three. And if you're not in the top three, you're not on the tour. And I was like, Really? You're really going to like, <laughs> really? So like, who else, you know, like who else is going to join mm. the tour? Like, why would Eva not go on the tour? She's one of the best performers of the season. Why would mm. you not have her on the tour? That seems silly. You know, so like I, I get the kind of the twist of it, but I also kind of feel like, come on, those were not a real electric shocks and Eva's going to be on the tour. Let's be real. Yeah, I'd I'd love to put a pin in it and see if they're serious about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, uh, I'd love to be wrong about this. Well, actually, I would like to be right about this. I take it back. So uh, we'll see what happens. I I mean, lie detector, fright feed. Then we when we have another camp counselor activity ran by Coco this time with the trust falls, I just... At this point, I'm kind of like, are you, why are you filling up this episode? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't need this. No, was it? Um, was it Sister Mary Stephen who wrote in and was like, why do they need yes. to trust each other? What's this big thing about trusting each other? Like, is that so important? Other than if you're, even if you're collaborating, you're working towards the same goal. If like you're on a team challenge, like this isn't Big Brother. They're not voting each other off. You know. Yeah, the trusting, I guess, is about sisterhood, which I feel like is just, it's just made up. I mean, you know what I mean? I feel like it was like a healing activity because there was tension still in the room mm -hmm. with Melissa leaving and whatever. I don't know. Uh, but 
yeah, they don't need to trust each other. It it seemed like a silly activity. It, and yeah, <laughs> and I think you had mentioned this episode was like 10 minutes longer than the last few, like most of these have mm-hmm. been. So it's like, yeah, we, we could have done an hour and two minutes and called it macaroni. I mean, the whole murdering thing, that was fun, you know, but the trust activity, I... Yeah, I'm with Stephen. I just don't think it needed to be there. Yeah. And it, 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 it's an example of why this season kind of annoys me a little bit in general, um, that there is such a focus on not the drag. Sure, sure. There is a little bit more of like the lens of the interpersonal or the, you know, the drama. Uh, and, and, you know, it's... If there is going to be workroom nonsense, you know, Vicky with the knife. I mean, I will say she was giving me like the kid at the sleepover who gets too rowdy. But that kind of mm. boudoir nonsense is is fun. I don't need to see like, oh, well, maybe we really do love each other. I Leave that for the interior illusions lounge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Leave that for another show. Right. Yeah. Uh, six feet under. You know what I mean? Uh, what would they call it? They'd call it a. Uh... In the coffin. I don't know. Oh, if they did like a... Uh, untucked. An untucked, yeah. like a formal untucked. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know. Un, unleashed. Undead. Yeah. Un, yeah. Unleashed, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, regardless, finally we get to the floor show. We have Mr. Joe Bob Briggs mm-hmm. and Harvey Guillen. Do you remember Joe Bob Briggs? I feel like he was always on like USA hosting like, you know, some. He... No, I don't remember. No. Him. Oh, I, I, that was such an era of TV where on either USA or T, like TBS would do dinner in a movie with uh, what's his name and Annabelle Gorwich or whatever her name was. And, uh-huh. and so they would always cut back to these kind of hosts, you know, and I think mm. Elvira kind of did that. Yep. And yep. Rhonda Shear did it on USA Up All Night. And like, and Joe Bob Briggs did that. With Shelley Harvey. Duvall does it. Oh, does mm-hmm. she? Well, Shelley Duvall had the oh she that get, show the uh the the storybook the Shelley the yeah yeah I'm Shelley Duvall yeah um but this was like a thing <laughs> where they'd show like a full length movie but then there'd be mm. these kind of bits interspersed that was kind of like part of the night so if the movie was two hours the evening in total was three because you had to get all the <laughs> yeah, segments right. you know. Um, and I feel like and the commercials and well the com- yeah the two hour movie is including commercials yeah the hour and twenty minute movie, um, and so he was just like I-, I guess he still does it on Shutter but that was just like such a thing I remember not even watching but just knowing was on TV when we were kids. Interesting. So he does have a show on Shutter. He does. He does have a show on Shutter now. Mm. Yeah, where he's kind of doing the same the same gig. Um, our floor show is horror icons. And I have been writing this down in my notes every week and then forgetting to talk about it. So this is my moment to talk about it. I have been thinking. This is my moment. This is my moment. So I feel like if I were to do, I I made a little list of like horror icons I would do, but this happened to just fit that. Um, If to do uh, like a drag monster called Heatherface instead of Leatherface, where you're like the Mm. full grotesque like Leatherface, you know, outfit and the dirty apron and the and the shirt and the pants Mm. and the big old like chainsaw, but then like from the neck up, like uh, Anna Nicole Smith, you know. Mm. I love that Heatherface, you know. So it's like this. (laughs) This big, dumb, slutty monster, you know, like bit, even uh, more than Coco, like dumb and like hot from the neck up and disgusting from mm. the neck down. Okay. Okay. It, it, would it kind of feel like a Frankenstein kind of thing where it's like, like, like that, stitches yeah. kind of? You know, that's a good question. I feel like that I thought about that, but I almost love the idea that it's not. Then it's just like somehow all the same body. It reminds me of like a Jennifer's body, but she's mid transformation. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I yeah, it's definitely um I don't know. Just I I love the idea of someone who's like looks like an eighties penthouse centerfold, you know, but is also leatherface. Leatherface. Uh I don't know what I would do for this. I mean, my favorite horror movie is Scream. Um so something to do with the ghost face. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess so. I I made a little short list. I would I would do. I think actually this is one I mentioned before for like the alien uh, floor show. I'd want to be Ripley mm-hmm. bursting out of an alien, right? Because I want her to like you know I don't want her to be getting killed. But I think the thing I would add to that is that Ripley would be holding the cat carrier with Jones. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, because it's like champion says champion yes. says yes. yes. So that's an option. I think another one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre related. I would do a reimagining of Sally, but where she like gets the chainsaw and fights back. Okay, but it would still be okay. the white bell bottoms and the torn up blue tank top and the blood soaked hair. Um, I think I would. I I don't know what you could do with it, but I wrote down Cousin Zelda from Pet Cemetery. Oh God, it's like too scary. Yeah, it's almost too scary. But like, if you could do some like real kind of like what Vicky did with the thing, Vicky Black. Yeah. Yes, I was just thinking she that. would do an amazing yes. cousin Zelda. Oh, uh, God, Zelda's, Zelda's dead. dead. Zelda's, Zelda's dead. I uh, I think a this would be amazing. A reanimated Helen Shivers from I know you did last summer. A reanimated? Yeah, like she's dead. Bring her back to life. A zombie oh, Hel- Helen Shivers who comes back to interesting, life. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm going to like, I don't know why, but like, I was like, what are my other horror movies? But any shark movie, so like Jaws, but I don't know how I would bring a shark on the runway, but I just think it would be epic. I mean, I guess what you could do, it could be similar to the Ripley bursting out of the alien where it's like... Mm. Like you have like you've, you're bursting out of the the shark's mouth, but like half of its carcass is ripped off on uh-huh. the bottom as well. So like it's still your legs, but it's almost like you're wearing the shark like a shawl. <laughs> okay, okay. You I know? wonder if that would look a little costumey, but I guess I'd have to have the talent of Vicky Black if I'm going to be on Dragula yeah. doing this. Um, this is Universal Studios. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I do kind of I do want to bring a shark on the runway somehow, but I don't want it to look Sharknado-y. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I feel like that's, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a uh, that's a good question. I'm just Another imagining, w- just I'm a shark on the runway, but like actually a shark just kind of flopping around, like not being yeah. able to move. Right, like somebody, please put me back in the water. I can't breathe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, that would be that would be a pretty fucked up floor show. Mm, right. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, is do you count the craft as kind of in horror? Like, would that work for this horror icon? I think if you sell it, I think absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I would love to figure out how to do a really grotesque or scary mini cast of that from Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. which I think would be really hard because the whole idea is that she is just the nice old lady across the hall, but. I don't know. I I want to figure out a way to Dragula up Mini Castavet. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think you could. I think there's a world where she takes off a mask or something. You know. Hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. Exactly. We're like then she starts to rip off the skin suit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Uh. What are, What are the other horror movies that I love? Uh. I mean, The Ring is one that I love, and Hoso did a fabulous job. I thought it was so scary. I do think Hoso did a great job. I feel like her win this week was was very much earned. I I don't know if I agree with Coco that she would have been fucked if she didn't have that TV, but I do think that TV brought a lot to the look. Which one? The TV on her head. Oh, yeah, because there were two, right? Uh, the I think the one on her head was it was such a great idea. It's like a helmet. Yeah, I think that was. So, are you saying the second one was the projection? No, the uh, there's just two. I I didn't say one or f- was first or second. There were two TVs. Yeah, doesn't she come out of one? Oh, I don't even remember that. I forgot about that. I just I was thinking of the TV on her head, but that I thought that's what Coco was referring to. Yeah, it. I think it is, and she also comes out of a TV, uh, oh. like one of the first scenes uh that's the one that scared me because then she like pops forward they like edit it like the movie oh yeah yeah that happened i may have been you know shaking my overnight oats at that point you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah hoso i thought hoso's win was justified i can't see a world where i guess i could see a world where vicky wins 
Yeah, you know, it was interesting. Uh, Eva had said like it was a great look, but it seemed kind of simple. And I, I, I did. Th- I mean, the uh, what she the the creation of the Crypt Keeper and all of that was obviously yeah, it was like really incredible. But it, I guess it's because I've we've seen everything she can do. There was a sense of like. And then you just wore this, like, you know, potato sack dress, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was a cool idea to, like, feminize the Crypt Keeper. I don't know. Uh, I, I, in that sense, I found it not simple. I, what did you think of Coco's look? I thought, oh, her look or her performance? I guess both. I thought her cadence was perfect, mm-hmm. specifically when she says... And I can't wait to get my new claws wrapped around their scrawny little necks. Mm, yeah. Just perfect. Like studied. Yeah. I also, well, I love the, I do wish my sisters well. Like that was mm. also, ooh, you found it's the, I do wish my sisters well. You found it. It was really, yeah, yeah. that was fun. But in terms of the look, I wasn't getting the boulets from the look alone. Uh, the eyes, sure. I, I mean, I got it, but I didn't know who she was when they were first starting, like her segment. The uh huh. I I didn't. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is just Dragula editing, and then, um, and then it was like, oh, wait, what she do? Oh, she's a boule, and I, yes, I, I guess I just felt that it it was. Similar to maybe some of the feelings about Vicky's dress or even Eva's bodysuit, where I was like, "Oh, I guess I was." Oh, forgive me. I guess I was just was expecting maybe a little bit more um, than this. Uh, it's not bad. It just I thought it was like an okay boulet. You know, it was fine. You know, it was not elevated to top five right that right you know what I mean? right I, it, there was a certain elevation that like again it goes back to like what we've seen from these people already it's not like setting an expectation based on nothing you know it's like last week eva look what you fucking came out in and so there right. is a level that you kind of like expect and i guess there's naturally when when it's the semi-final challenge like oh man all right well you better pull it out and it was like oh, okay yeah it's, Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying she needs to be Universal Studios or it needs to be scarier or whatever. Like, the glamour is fine, and and I, yeah, it just, it didn't match up to Hoso. Hoso just set this bar that Vicky sort of came to, right, because she had a lot of uh, great effects with her look, but then the other three, they just... It didn't seem like they were a part of the same challenge. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, Coco's Boule stepbrother and then Astrid's club kid shoes. <laughs> club kid those, those shoes. shoes. You know, Astrid, it's like, I, I, I'll, I'll give Astrid this because, you know, she doesn't have many flowers in her garden when they were doing the kind of review of the making their looks and she talked about using the little, the little push pins to make div, you know, the, the rivets in the jacket or whatever. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I know what that is. I know those little binder clips. And I thought that is Mm -hmm. a really clever way to make something look like it's studded. And so Mm. I, I give her that, that that was a kind of what we want from those segments is like, how do you do this? How do you put this whole fucking thing together? And that was cool. Yeah, I love that she can make things last minute. Well, yeah, I mean, ugh. Here's the thing with that critique, I'll just say, is Vicky is technically still, like, sure, she may still be doing things last minute, but in terms of, like, who who is able to do things last minute and still look that prepared? Vicky. Like, Vicky's the only one who, who can kind of get away yep. with doing things, quote-unquote, last minute. Um, right. It, like, she's qualified. She's qualified to make that statement, I guess, you know? She is qualified. Yeah, she's qualified to wear those shoes. She doesn't need to put them back on the uh, shelf. You know? <laughs> I love that. Uh, God, I forgot her name all of a sudden. Tiffany, Tiffany Pollard. Pollard. I love that she owns certain words uh-huh. now in our lexicon. Like qualified, she owns. Yeah, yeah. Lied to her. Somebody lied Several to her. Several is yeah. hers. Several is Tiffany's, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Somebody lied to her several times. That monologue qualified. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most. It is one of the best single minutes of television ever. Ugh. 
Just stunning. Um, yeah, Vicky, Vicky can get away with it. Astrid, I, I actually kind of loved the idea that she was going to do this glow-in-the-dark design. It's just the glow-in-the-dark design was sloppy. And I feel like it could have been more intentionally placed and been more interesting. And yet it was just this like, I'm going to swirl it here and it goes mm-hmm. up here. And it didn't, it, it was a cool idea that I, I was actually really excited by. And I think it could have been executed a little bit more intentionally. I, I agree. I think ultimately I was getting, do you remember, this was like a, a meme before memes existed, but there was like a video of like these I think they would like goth kids in like Germany, like rave dancing under a bridge and people would edit all these different types of like, you know, like Benny Hill music and like really ridiculous music to set to them all like raving under a bridge in in black Jenkos. Have you ever seen this? No. Oh, I will send it to you or I'll post it. I will. I will definitely post it on Instagram. It is very much the energy that I'm getting with this look. And I feel like it's so like, Dragula before Dragula existed. It's so like you're gonna see like oh these people are such Dragula contestants. Okay, I I look forward to it. Yeah, uh, in many ways. I think I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I know I know the scene. I can picture it very mm-hmm. vividly. Oh yeah. my god, it's so yeah. funny. I feel like that. It's like that sort of like rave dancing is just kind of like a precursor to like Fortnite dancing. Now it's mm. a lot of the same stuff. You know. I agree. The Eva's look, I got to say, I liked Eva's look. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool idea. And it was it was just a little too simple. I, I, I thought the, the influence was cool. I thought it was a good choice. But yeah, I, I do think it was also like, ah, bodysuit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that was, you know, uh, certainly a red flag. And, you know. The the prosthetic coming off her face, it's like, well, you know, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do, uh, Jane Lynch from Best in Show? Um, yeah, she, uh, I thought it was supposed to come off her face, so I kind of forgave it. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately, though, it's like the the level that Vicky and Hoso were at. It was like, mm. Oprah hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Hoso, uh God, when you have a look that actually scares me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like better. that's that's what you, we. I think what we ultimately the the feeling that we want from Dragula that we don't ever seek from Drag Race is like I actually want to be kind of freaked out. Like that's why we love mm. Abora's look so much from season yes. two, the Wild Wild West look. Is like yes. it's a cool look, but it just scares the shit out of me. It's just have you, ugh. Have you been keeping up with Abora's looks? I went home or you went home. No, no, I didn't know that they were posting. Uh, Maybe I saw one or two, but I don't. It it, it has gone through one lobe and out the other of my brain. They're all absolutely outstanding. Like it's like it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, you didn't bring that. Oh, of course. Right. I mean, that's the thing with these these unseen looks. It's like sure, Jan, you know. And if she was going to come out like that, it's a shame that she went or that he went home. Yeah. Right? It's a yeah. shame because the 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 sea urchin, sea creature look was so fucking cool. Uh, I forget who she did for the horror icon, but I remember being like, oh, bitch. Here, let's look it up. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you mind, Mary? No, uh, please. As you're looking look it, up, it up, I was just going to say when you mentioned the sea creature, for some reason, this like flashbulb memory of, um, do you remember the creepy octopus in Popeye? And it had like yes. that eye, that like that eye. I don't know. That just came to me. There, I remember there was a scary octopus in the movie Popeye. And that's what I'd love to see somebody channel, I guess. But I put that out there for anyone listening. Do you remember the octopus in Popeye? Can you tell me I'm not... I know I could look it up, but I, I'd love oh. to hear from someone. All right. So, Abora's horror icon look was inspired by Tarman. Oh. And you might not know that icon, but it is... Th- she's on stilts, or he's on stilts, and it is... It, it's horrifying. It is so scary. <laughs> well, I'm Googling Tarman so that I can have a... Oh! Oh! From uh, Return of the Living Dead. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a great idea. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Demi, why you do this to me? Oh my oh. God. Yes. Uh, and then for for the for the look that was oh God. So she does. Uh, oh, ladies of wrestling. Uh huh. Her look was inspired by um, a clay. It's like Clay Fighter. I don't know if you ever played that video game, but there's like a snowman character in Clay Fighter. Uh, and it's, it, oh God, it looks so good. Um, that, that, that was, I, that I yeah, don't know, but you well, probably don't know that one clay fighter. Well, I can, you know, I can do a little, oh, I see the snowman. I did a little Google. I see the top hat and the, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a, a, you know, uh, a strong man in a top hat, but he's made of snow. Correct. Uh, know. and then for her, for her look, for the fish look, it was uh ghost shark or caught and forgotten. And it is, oh, it's so dramatic. It's all white, and there's, like, spears going through her. Oh, oh it looks so good. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, Dems to breaks. That's, you know. Uh, anyway. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. She went home. He went home. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so these looks, you know, was I wowed for a Titan season? No, but I will say I was wowed by Coco's performance. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was, uh, you know, um, I don't. We've never really kind of gotten that sort of meta moment. I think on Dracula, mm-hmm. you know, there was always there's mm-hmm. so many references to other things, but it was fun to kind of get a, a very like something obviously that would happen on Drag Race is somebody doing a RuPaul impression. I would love it if somebody like next season and it was horror icons they came out and did a Bora. Oh my God. Oh, that would be so cool. Oh, that'd be so cool. I was thinking that, like, is there another Dragula contestant that, like, you know, like, what if somebody came out as Van der Van Odd, you know? Uh huh. Right, right. Yeah. I just think there's, I, that Abora has such a specific look. I mean, it's, you could say the same with Land Insider, right? Mm-hmm. Those winners. And Bitch Puddin, Bitch Puddin's, uh, I think they did do this, or the, no, Bitch Puddin was in the premiere episode of like season four or season three as the janitor. But uh, like there was like a little clip of them. In the oh house yeah. 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 Was it in one of those, those little opening bits? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I feel like that's an iconic look, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, the janitor, I will never forget when bitch put that Ugh. glass in the water. And it was like, I swear to God, if you drink that, I would be so mad at you. And then guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well hoso wins it's a it's a great win and i i feel like when they went to when they went to the the, the podcast segment uh-huh they just told us everything like uh-huh. i was like okay so vicky's gonna win astrid's right. not coco is young in their career probably isn't gonna win yeah uh, Oh, and maybe yeah. Hoso, right? Maybe Hoso could win. It's between Hoso and Vicky, though. And I knew who was going to go on based on the podcast. I, I agree that it, it seemed like they were setting up the narrative of like Vicky is just like, you know, it is the one to beat. Hoso is the workhorse queen, you know, who was, you know, has gone from like season to tour to this. And, you know, obviously we'll continue to go on the tour with them, but is like, uh, yeah, it, it, I, but I think that almost read to me as like, this is also somebody who's kind of just like still in their career doing their thing. And then, mm. yeah, Coco, it was kind of like on Drag Race when a queen is told that she's uh, a professional. I kind of feel like being told like, you're just getting still. You have such a road ahead of you is like, mm. and that that's not who we crown, you know? Yeah, they said, oh, they haven't peaked yet. They're just getting started. Yeah. They're still evolving. And I'm just kind of like, are you are you just doing the bait and switch, right? Are you actually going to crown her now and that's going to be her peak? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sure. Well, you know, and Swan says like, well, you know, we, we do break the rules. And so, oh. <clears throat> you know, who knows? I will say, you know, in their podcast discussion, uh, I, a, I appreciated there was a fingers of Dragula moment uh-huh. with the like, oh, don't give me that bitch. I love that. I thought that was very. It was so reminiscent so of the, uh, the the Silky's finger on Canada versus uh-huh. the world. <laughs> I, I love. This. How could they know? Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll say this. You know, I understand what 
uh, Drac was saying about like they brought, they saved Eva, essentially saved Eva is what they were saying. And so Eva needed to like prove why she should stay and she needed to like be the best. And it's like, well, she did win the next week. Like obviously I understand she did not, she wasn't one of the top this week, but I felt like the challenge that you tasked Eva with upon being quote unquote saved, she met that challenge. And I, again, I feel like I'm such an Eva apologist this season, but I, do I think she should be top three? I don't know. But I do feel like she didn't come back and then like shit the bed, you know? Eva did really well this entire competition. And it it seems, and this is kind of going back to your original point, but like it seems kind of petty to not bring her on tour. It's just kind of like, wait, what rule are you making now? Like, that's so silly. She did so well. Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, things I've seen people talk about on Reddit, like people who've seen her perform, it's like, oh, she is one of the best performers of the Dragula monsters. Like she is one mm. of the best live. And that makes sense. There are probably some of these folks who aren't great live, but maybe have more like, holy shit looks. And I, I think that like, being able to perform and, and I've, you know, we've seen Eva's, you know, classic laughing track lip sync, even that mm. it's like, yeah, she's fucking amazing. Yeah. No, she's great. She is great. Uh, I, I don't think you need to call yourself an Eva apologist. Right. I, I think it's kind of fun to, to poke, to poke at Eva's, you know, theater kid presentation. Sure, I guess it's like ultimately, though, you know, especially with Astrid in the room, it's like Eva's fine, you know. Yeah, and Eva is fine. And in yes. a lot of ways, Eva, Eva, and Coco have been our narrators of the season. You know, like I think, and Eva maybe a little bit more narrator, and Coco a little bit more commentator. But it, she has been kind of like you know our our stable presence throughout the season. Yeah, I totally see that. And, you know, I just want to stop here, not stop here, but uh, mention here. I had a clip that I would clip in here, but I figured it out. I feel like Eva Destruction is kind of giving me Chad Michaels this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I hear it with, so, the consequence is upon us. So, the consequence is upon us. May they ever be in someone else's yes, favor. Yeah. Exactly. May they ever be in our favor. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, that's, I hadn't thought of that, but that's very true. Eva is giving a bit of Chad Michaels. It's how Chad Michaels acts as a reality star. That's yeah. really kind of the, the parallel that I'm making. Uh, that's the only parallel, right? It's just how they, how they present themselves uh, on camera is, is how that feels for sure. And Eva has kind of had like this sort of she feels like somebody's mom. Chad Michaels absolutely feels like somebody's mom. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. my God. I've never really yeah. thought about the extent to which Chad Michaels has big mom energy, especially when she has like a short a short wig on, you know. I, I I always just I have a flash of Chad Michaels. When I think about Chad Michaels, there's like a few flashes. And one of them is when she like, she like sits on the table, but she kind of throws herself on the table and she sits there and it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, what's up? Oh, you know? one of those. Of course. Oh, I can picture it. I can picture her do it. It's just so, it's so <laughs> studied. It's so I'm going to, I'm going to do yes. this. I'm aware that I'm doing this. I am doing this. Uh, yeah. I, Oh, Chad Michaels. I'm so glad Chad Michaels got brought up on this episode. <laughs> Oh, God. I, yeah. But Eva, I think Eva should go on tour. I think Astrid, for the Boulet's sake, should not go on tour. I think it's funny. Not funny. I think it's interesting that it is celebrated that Astrid is aware of how annoying she is, right? And how she's like, yeah. And Hoso's even like, you own it. I love that you own it. And these are all slaps in the face, really. Oh, I know. They're just like you are insufferable, and you you own it. I love that you know that you are. But so th- yeah, then you have to be the annoying person. And I'm just like, no, I don't think that's the lesson. I just don't. I think that if you are aware of it, and you can help it, because like there's also this idea of like if you can help it, fine. Like let your freak flag fly. But I do think that there's something about Astrid that it's like, well, no, actually. It, that what you're doing is rude, right? And maybe you mm-hmm. should be aware of that and then adjust, right? 
Yes, I think that th- that is an uh, an interesting point that like, but everything can't just be like, you know, a celebration of weirdness of, you know, everything can't just be like, well, at least you're being authentically you. But if like being authentically you is fucking rude and is, and is unprofessional, unprofessional is being inconsiderate to other people or telling Coco that her drag is last minute, then someone like Coco has the right to be like, no, that's rude. Don't say that to me. You're, you're wrong. You're not quirky. You're wrong. Don't try it. Little girl. Don't try it. Little scaly. She's a scaly. She's a little She's a lizard. Scaly. She's a scaly. <laughs> Digital ad scaly. Digital ad sales Digital scaly. Ad scaly. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when it comes down to you are so annoying that we don't want you on tour, because I really don't think it's your drag isn't good enough. I think it's your behavior is why you're not going on tour even. I think that's when you need to adjust. I think that's when you need to look at yourself and be like, okay, I'm okay with where I am. I'm giving myself grace and great noted. And I'm going to try to kind of, uh, you know, recognize what I can change. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it comes down to if somebody's able to, and if you can kind of get over your, your ego of like, no, this is just who I am. And I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm only going to listen to the people that, you know, that support this. Um, and you know <clears throat> there is everything that we're not seeing of Astrid. You know, and like that's what I'm also right. curious about. Is like the real indicator would not necessarily be all the things that we see on screen, but what's going on off screen. I feel like mm-hmm. that's. I think the the moral of the season is like the truth. Unless you're watching Coco, the truth is what's happening off screen. Yeah, and who knows what we're not seeing, right? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Uh, what we are seeing a lot of this season is finger clapping. I think if I've taken anything oh. away from mm-hmm. Dragula it Titans, right yeah. it's finger tapping, finger clapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finger clapping. It's a good adjustment because gays love to clap <clears throat> or queers love to clap, I uh-huh. should say. Uh-huh. And it's a good adjustment for the sound people, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah. There's no sound issues. It's not this loud clackety clack. Um. Yeah, you know this this bourgeois. No, not bourgeois. What is this? The cauldron. Cauldron. Call untucked. Yeah. The cauldron. Um. Yeah. Astrid's little speech about, you know, um, you know, they came in here and they said we won't, you won't win, but you'll go on tour. I would say deal. I I appreciate Eva being like, I wish she just wanted more than going on tour. Like, there's, there's actually other things that you can shoot for. And the fact that she's only focusing on going on tour is saying something more about kind of where she is in her professional career. And I think it also feels like at this point, like uh, there's something sort of, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking of Lucy Ricardo, like, Oh, Ricky, let me be on the show. Mm -hmm. I just want to be on the show. I just want to be on the show. Just let me be on the tour. I just want one little number on the tour. Like it, it feels it almost reinforces why it's like, okay, I mean, like this kind of energy, you know, it, it doesn't go to the end. But I also, I could sympathize with somebody who like the whole season has been Susan Lucci, but like mm. annoying. So like you never win. You're never quite at the top. It's never your turn to win. You're There's never anything to, demonstrably bad about what you're doing that you could fix. Maybe there's some repetition that you can kind of work out. Um, but the, there's there doesn't seem to be like whatever's going to bring her to a win, she just doesn't seem to be able to like bridge that all season. And then, you know, regardless of it, of I, whether I find it annoying, everyone else is finding her annoying in, you know, in the cast. And then there's obviously the Abora and the Hoso shit. And she even said, if Hoso yeah. wasn't there, she would have performed better. Like, right. I, you know, maybe I'm turning into an astrid apologist where I'm like, you know, if I was at that point and I was feeling that raw and that vulnerable and that not good enough, I would probably also look very desperate and kind of sad. And I would probably wish I'd just, you know, shut up and take the L. But so I don't know. I fucked up, man. Fucked, fucked up, up, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> sorry, Nina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nina. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if 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 the Boulets were like, OK, Coco's definitely going on tour. Coco will murder Astrid if Astrid is there, too. Yeah. Right? Like that. There goes the to tour. Consider. Yeah. yeah, there goes the tour. I feel like. Astrid would only cause drama, right? Especially if Hoso's there. Who knows, you know? But again, it's only based on what we're seeing. And sure, it might just be unfair. And 
to recognize the pin that we put in earlier, they could all just go on tour and this could just be a stupid TV stunt. Yeah, remember the time that if people didn't complete fright feats, they'd go home and then, right. you know, remember the time they had fright feats and then it was just like, you know, here, have an arm wrestling match. You know, like <sighs> there there's been there's been a lot of like, oh, we have this. You're sending you back to the underworld. No, it's a mattress underneath <laughs> a box, you know, like uh-huh. I, I listen, I'm here for the fantasy and I'm here to play along, but like then after a while it's like, okay, all right, come on. Like, you know, but let's let's not fool each other here. You know, you're not financially. It makes more sense to have more people on the tour. Right. Like more people. Yeah. More reasons to go to people, people to buy tickets, you know, yep. longer show. Yep. Yeah. You're going to have three monsters like rush to change looks to do a second number and just mm-hmm. keep rotating like balls in the air. Come on. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's a, a good logistical thing. I mean, obviously, it's cheaper to travel with less people, but. I don't know what's one or two other people. Maybe maybe it is a lot. I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting because uh, you think about Astrid's uh, trajectory. You know, she went home too early on her season. She's kind of a brat about it. She begged them to come back, and they're like, "All right, we'll bring you back, and you'll do as best the best that you can." Right? And she did. She she made a really good impact, and that was kind of it. And they're like, "Look, we make no promises after that." You know, I feel like that's a good deal for Astrid. She made a really, really good showing the second time around. I think, you know, Hoso made a great point that everyone got to show all their drag. And I do think as we hear so much about how much it costs to do these shows Mm -hmm. and like what people put into like preparing for this, that has to mean a lot to be like, okay, at least I got to show all of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, that, you know, for like the first out, you know, there's got to be that feel like, I guess it was Yavska in this case. It's got to be like. Well, there's, you know, I, I can't even show it on the tour. You know what I mean? You know? Right. Guess I'll show it on Instagram, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's ugh. Anyway, um, I want to just recognize th- the last gag. And it feels cruel, but it's also great TV. Them calling Victoria's name and getting the shot of Eva was everything. Oh, uh, I mean. Vintage the what they you know eva because it's like we and eva knew that as soon as eva was paired up with vicky that eva was going home Mm -hmm. it -hmm. was uh you know we'll we're going to talk about it in a little only mary's segment but it was uh very much daphne's face journey on the beach at the end of the white lotus correct you know and but yeah then they get up there and then they say victoria and i was like wait what and and there's like a split second for eva to look up and then they then they drop her and i was like oh oh that you bitch oh that's so So cruel yeah it's so cruel and it's just like vintage i i'm i'm sure you get this reference but they really pull the chorus line on eva uh no i don't get that reference have you seen the original uh with michael douglas i've only seen like a a terrible like student production in, in college got it so at the end of a chorus line like the whole show is about making making it in getting this show i really need this job yeah and the last scene he says okay if i call your name please step forward and earlier in the musical he does the same thing and makes the first cut right Uh and then we get our cast so he does it again he's like if i call your name please step forward and he calls whatever uh however many people eight seven people and you get this moment that they made it and each actor gets this like, hmm, ah, it's me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, if uh, if I have called your name, thank you very much. Wow. 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 <laughs> but for that split second, they got it. You right. Know? And I don't know. It's like it's a gift, but it's also like a cruel twist. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know. There's just something so, so dramatic, so flamboyant about it. It is. It, I mean, and I think from the show point of view, it was like it was the only way they could they could kind of put a little twist in this because otherwise we were all mm. just waiting there. All Not even Oprah hands. Our hands were already open. They were open hands just waiting, going, okay, well, obviously Astrid. We all knew that. Coco knew that. Astrid knew that. Boom. Mm-hmm. Bye, Astrid. And then it's like, okay, but obviously you're not – Vicky, you're not going to send Vicky home. So, like, what are we doing here, Jeff? You know? And right. then that was, I think, a great little TV gag as well. Um, 
so good. Because I really thought, like, in that split second, I thought, oh, my God, that's right. Vicky doesn't need this. They're going to give it to Eva. Uh, you know, I started to buy into all those narratives that, like, Hoso <laughs> was talking about. No, I get it. That's why they showed us that. Boom. Just kidding. Oh, you know? man. It's so White Lotus in that yeah. sense, right? Oh, right. That you have all these fucking Follow theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no. It's the it's what you expect. You, it's what you yeah. should have seen coming the whole time. Yeah. Right. Uh, A seahorse. Dies. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But Spoiler, sorry. honestly, you, you can know. bleep that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, um I yeah, I, I I like this top three. Do you think we're gonna get a a last supper? I feel like with a Titan season there a lot is changing and they're not doing regular things. Mm-hmm. We're we're at how many episodes? Is this episode eight? So maybe it is gonna be ten? That's, I mean, that's what I would assume. I feel like they've at least done in all the other Dragula seasons is that episode nine is the Last Supper and then ten is the the finale. You know, I, okay. I, I think it'll be. I guess we'll. You know, I feel like maybe last season we like bun- we re- we recapped both in the same episode. You know what I mean? Like sure. I don't. Some I think those Last Suppers could also kind of be like untucked episodes where it's like, well, you know, there was some fighting, but nothing really happened. You know. Yeah, I think that. Oh, and also the finale is shorter. Right, in that sense sure. of what we're going to say. Yeah, uh, what else is there like, to say? Oh, this look, this look, this look, this look. Oh, they won, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we might, you know, potentially take next, to given, depending on how the episode is, might take next week off and do them both for the last episode. Mr. Bundles. You will get an episode on the free feed uh, because we have our Christmas episode from All Right Mary will be a free episode. So. Oh, for our Christmas episode. That's right. Yes. I was going to say, we're going to put that out for free because that's a Christmas present. For free? For free? Oh, for free? <laughs> for free. Uh, was she on the tour? Is that why? Is, is Sigourney on the tour? Is Saint on the tour? <laughs> hey, Saint. Oh, hey, I Saint. don't know if Saint is. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know? Uh, there. You know, it is an interesting thing to think about because, you know, we have the whole thing going down with Saint and uh, the POC's private chat and the Boulets and all this stuff that Meatball is saying. And then you have Coco Kane, a beloved character all season, praising the Boulets for being the, her her icons forever because of the space that they've provided for her. You know, I mean, I think it's, I think that we kind of see, because I don't, again, I don't know the whole story and most, most of it I'll never know or won't care to know or whatever, but I feel like this is the, the same way we navigate with RuPaul where it's like, yeah, mm, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's stuff, there's, yeah, there's this, there's that, but like, you know, RuPaul, for example, where it's like, you know, uh, okay, sure, you know, there's there's some BS and some fracking and, you know, there's that interview. I guess we still, you know, holding our feet to the flames to that. Um, but, like, at the end of the day, I love RuPaul, and I think what, what he has done and, like, what he's created and, like, just, you know, who RuPaul is in, in you know, pop culture is amazing. And I have nothing but respect for RuPaul. And... and that doesn't have to be blind. That doesn't have to be blind to the things. I'm like, well, I didn't agree with that or I didn't agree with that. But like, I think it's just not black and white. Uh, yep. I guess no pun intended. And so I feel like it's the same thing with the boulets where it's like, okay, there may have been things, maybe things in the past that they're trying to correct, maybe things that haven't been corrected or addressed or whatever. But like, again, a lot of that being related to stuff that's like, I'm not aware of or more so is not my business. I can only kind of, you know, work with what I got here. And, and I have a lot of respect for what they've created and what they've done. And that doesn't go away just because meatball had a, had a vague tweet, you know, <laughs> you know, Oh, it's true. It's so true. Well, I don't know. Uh, is this my favorite season of Dragula? No. Did I enjoy some of the looks? Yes. I'm really glad with this top three. I think so. I am too. You know, I, I this was my original. I I'd kind of taken Hoso in and out of my top three, but I this was kind of my original instinct early in the season was that it was mm. going to be, you know, I mean, Coco, I was like, oh, dare to dream, you know, because I just didn't know what was going to happen. Coco was kind of the um, Tatiana of All-Stars 2 of this season, mm. you know, except obviously she, she went further, but kind of came back and like, forget everything you knew about Coco Kane, you know? Right, right. And even, but I remember even on her season, I was like, wait, why aren't you keeping her? 
She's yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very curious to go back and see her on season four because I. I barely remember. You know, uh, I, I remember liking her, but I remember just it. it obviously, she didn't go very far. So they um, kind of read her for not doing enough or it being a little messy. Mm. And I'm kind of like, and now they're just praising it. Now they love it. Yeah. Oh, that'll <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun rewatch. Anyway, uh, Mary's. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We are on Instagram. If you have any thoughts at All Right Mary Pod, you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can find me on Instagram at Drucker underscore, or you can find more of me every week on the Best Supporting Podcast. Uh, speaking of Best Supporting actresses uh which is what that podcast is about but the bsa of this episode obviously it is the coco cane award for being the bsa and like she'll always just kind of automatically get it every week this season but like i gotta throw a little you know a, a promising newcomers award to john the lie detector guy because like those that deadpan delivery was just so good and you know even if he did ruin the bathroom you know oh my god all right mary's uh what's our Last Chance Floor Show today. Oh, there's so many songs that I was like, oh my God, they have all these like great floor show kind of songs. But I'm going to go with one that I, uh, you know, dance with one that brought me. This is, this is called Storm Column by Gatekeeper. And it has kind of a throwback 80s feeling. Like I feel like it could be, you know, you could, you could do a montage of scenes from... You know, Return of the Living Dead with this music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But right. and and this would be an amazing floor show theme. So, um, so that's my decision. That's what I chose. I love it. Well, Marys, we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we will see you next week, if not next week, the week after, for our final Dragula recap discussion. Party, party, tot scenes. <laughs> <laughs>